Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Good afternoon, morning, good evening, whatever it may be. Happy holidays to all the possums out there. Offensive points week 16 podcast, but last week we had injuries, COVID scares, players turning their back on us fucking completely. I have never been so excited to see the last snap of a week of football. That was, I'm glad that one's under our belt. Now we get to move on. If you were lucky enough to survive, congratulations. Um, So this week, uh, Josh has some fireball bets to pay up. We got news. We got game previews. We got daily plays. Might have a watch. Who knows? And we got a lot more. Follow us at Offensive Points on Twitter. Follow the Passel at Semi Pro Fantasy. Follow Billy and Josh at Ombre Vendor and Josh All STL, respectively, and myself at OP Economist. So, guys, before we dive into this and I ask you how you are, I really want to stop leagues from doing the two week playoff shit. It drives me nuts. I hate it. I agree. It's horrible. See, I hated it until I watched this weekend of football, and now I'm okay with it again because this was the worst weekend in football, and I had two teams that had over 11 wins, and neither both of them were going to get bounced if it was a one-week playoff, and I don't know. One-week playoff suck, or two-week playoffs. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was in I was in a league. All right, number one, actually, I just got a comment on this. I come back from my trip. We have a little pregame chat in the in the lobby, and then you guys spring the fireball bets on me. I don't know what I lost, but that's rough. You lost them. <clears throat> well, you bet that uh, the Browns weren't going to win, so I know that's one of them. Then you lost one to Joe, too. You lost Leonard Fournette bet. What was that one? You said he was going to have 85 yards. I said 105 or over, and he had like oh, he one. He, 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 he went off. Yeah, yeah, he crushed it. I wish I now he's that. dead, so it doesn't matter. I know. See, I should have. You can just save them for the end if you'd like. I actually only have one, and I have to drive pod. after this, so I'm going to have to do that next week. Okay, well, you can just save next week fire on pod. Offensive Points Podcast. Yeah, you guys caught me pod. off guard. I don't. That was, was two weeks ago, man. It's tough, but um, anyway, we assumed about? you actually went to Iceland so that you didn't actually have to take the shots so that's yeah. smart i did finally lose i guess i guess you know 15 weeks in i'll, I'll take my l next yeah. week i'll get shitty with you guys but um real quick i just want to talk about this two-week football rule i was in a league that had it like that for i think three years and it's the dumbest thing i made the playoffs twice and i ended up losing by like 10 points each time and it was just like why can't we just play that one game and then not to mention it went into week 17 because they did it as 17 and that was the last week of the year this is this year obviously and it was 17 16 as the championship so you got like 
I don't know. You were just trying to make something work and it didn't ever work. Horrible. I hate it. I hate it. I agree. Well, gentlemen, before we get to the news, I just, me and Joe kind of gave out a little, uh, you know, uh, you know, whatever they give out at funerals, the eulogy, eulogy for this last week, but now we can officially bury it. It's dead. Thank you. R.I.P. Urban Meyer Button. We are going to miss that button, but it's not like we won't be able to ever talk about him again. We won't. He will definitely be brought up as Trevor Lawrence continues to go into the dumpster each and every week. You can discuss how that has probably stunted his growth. But the shields are off in Jacksonville, and now we're seeing Jack, or Trevor Lawrence for all that he really is. So, kind of sad. Uh, Trevor, we kind of, you know, in our hot takes before the season, which doesn't even seem hot now, Urban Meyer was the first coach that we were going to fire. At least I think that's what I said. And I came to fruition. Agree. Yeah, no, I think we all did agree. And it all came to fruition. I think I said oh. Nagy because I hate him. But, yeah, which, and it probably should have been Nagy. So yeah. at this point, why is Nagy not fired after last week? Well, Joe Chicago's said that, never done it. As I say, Joe said they would never fire a coach before the end of the season. So even with the new rules where you can interview candidates two weeks was, earlier, it just doesn't make sense. The the announcers were just rattling on and on and on about how he's going to get fired and that they should fire him and that everyone wants that to happen, and it's like. Why not just do it? Like, it's not a secret anymore. I, I don't think the rumors were rumors, really. Or, I mean, they were rumors, but they were tr- there was some truth to them as well. So uh, well, that Thanksgiving win was galvanizing. As uh, uh, It makes me said. so angry. I wish they would have lost. <laughs> well, they should have. They won barely on a last second field goal. Okay, let's get on to some news. So RIP Chris Godwin. We're sorry that. This had to happen to you this late in the season. Um, he signed back there to run it back one time, maybe get to a Super Bowl, and he tore his ACL and MCL going into free agency after the season. It's going to be a tough one for him to get paid as much money. I still don't think, as Josh was saying before the podcast, that he will have much trouble still getting a massive contract, but I could see it maybe not being as massive as it could have been. Yeah, it's very sad. He's definitely going to lose money out of it. You almost have to wonder if he doesn't just re-sign with Tampa on a cheaper contract. Just to... I don't think they can afford him. No. They got, they got, they got to take, a, have to take a deal. Yeah, he's going to go. Hopefully, I just hope to God it's not a Kenny Galladay situation where he goes to the Giants or something like that and just yeah. wastes his career because I, I, I can't see that for him because he's played with Brady now, and I think that he's going to be looking for some sort of similar talent. So maybe where Russell Wilson goes or where Aaron Rodgers goes, he might have that conversation. Yeah, but, or somebody that needs a wide receiver like Philly or the. Browns well, I'm just saying. Let's or, say hypothetically, Russell Wilson went to you know the Bears or something. Not going to happen, but hypothetically, like they need a wide receiver, so why wouldn't we do. Godwin be on the table too? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think I could stomach seeing Godwin in a Browns uniform. It would be tough. Yeah. It would be tough. That would be that'd be sad. But he'd be the best receiver they've had since Josh Gordon, that's for sure. Speaking of Josh Gordon, not on our news segment, but he might be a sneaky fantasy play this week, uh, especially if the Kelsey Hill combo are both going to be out. Uh, that's actually, I guess, it is about our next topic. 
right, Kelsey yeah. Hill and Eckler, among others, are all on co- in COVID protocols right now, and that sucks because it is the yeah. uh, fantasy championship for most people. Um, I'm sure some still go into the next week, but what is this going to do? I mean, they have time. I doubt it's going to happen, but they do have time to come back. It, uh, Unless the horrible. game gets delayed, probably not. I was I mean, about to say, I like, mean, Baker's been out for six days now from COVID, so I don't know how you're – I don't know how to test back in quickly anymore. Keenan Allen two weeks ago tested positive for however long it ago was, tested positive for COVID on Monday and didn't make it for Sunday. And this is what two was this? Did this come out yesterday or today? This came out today. Yesterday. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yesterday. So I mean, it's not uh, impossible because I know someone has. I know there's a couple people that have made it back, but I, I think unless it gets delayed to Tuesday or Monday, even I don't see it happening personally. And no. any of these, Eckler apparently his is weird because they said something about it on Monday and they said illness and they said that it. So he, I guess, technically would have the best shot, but. I don't know. He just technically got on the COVID list today on Wednesday. So just, well, just, just looking at this, man. I mean, it, it makes me worried. Not so much from a fantasy perspective. It sucks from a fantasy perspective. It makes me really worried about this season as a whole. I think if this keeps popping up, we're going to have to start pushing back playoff games. And I, I don't. Well, cause like it all these, me. all these teams last week, which I was gallivanting around Iceland and I randomly had seen all this and was like, what the fuck happened? Like I was like yeah. looking for Billy and Joe to answer that question. They didn't, they didn't answer it because nobody knows, but a lot of these teams with the, I mean, Nick Sirianni tested positive for COVID this morning. Um, so we got like, and that's probably going to sprout up some other people. So how are, how are you going to say that someone forfeits a game is my thing? Like right. I think that we're talking about that with all the delayed games. Like, like if Washington wasn't able to go or if Cleveland wasn't able to go, if it was one team, I could see it, but it's not. I mean, they're everywhere they do the enhanced protocol, you're getting 14, 15 guys on the COVID list, and it's it's not good. It's it's honestly quite worrisome. I think what they need to do is just shut it down for a week, week or two and get it under control and then move on like normal. I don't want to see that happen, but that's what they should do. I don't think that'll happen until the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, and then that way it'll be at least a little bit controlled because half the teams will be out. But right, that's they're going to have to do some sort of bubble-type situation, which would suck for any home team travel or anything like that. But, I mean, I don't know how they could say, hey, it's only going to be at one stadium or two stadiums, you know, so. But, I mean, there's got to be some sort of protocol. And it, it is scary for the playoffs because, I mean, these teams, some of these teams have made it this far um, and – actually have chances at the playoffs and might be their first Super Bowl in a long time or first Super Bowl ever, you know, a.k.a. Browns. Yeah, no, Browns need to shut it down, but we'll get to that in my recap. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, Joe Burrow came out today and said that the lack of nightlife in Cincinnati is actually what's keeping Cincinnati relatively clean from COVID. Um, I actually makes me like Joe Burrow a little bit more because at least he knows and isn't trying to pretend Cincinnati is a fun city to be in. <laughs> you could go down to Louisville. It's right across the river. I've actually never been to Cincinnati. I've been to Cleveland, which twice. One time was awful about 10 years ago. And then once a couple of years back and it was actually like revived. Like Cleveland actually looks like a pretty cool city weirdly now, but um, I'm sure Cleveland and Cincinnati are similar and Cleveland has COVID. So, I mean, what, I think there's a little bit more partying in Cleveland, sadly. No. I think it makes a lot of sense, though. I mean, 
I think a lot of these players go out and party and stuff and bring it back and makes a lot of sense. Good for them. Well, we've been we've been dealing with this for a year and a half, so people aren't as serious as they were about it in the first place or ever. Um, so I mean, naturally, you're going to have some people go out and be stupid and whatnot. And I mean, most places that even require masks, especially bars and restaurants. I mean, you take them off the second you get down, sit yeah. down. Pretty. I mean, well, Cleveland so. doesn't want to come out and say it, but they actually got theirs from a charity event that they were doing on their bye week, oh, and they're not going to talk about that. Believe me. <laughs> nope. But they, I, I, every player that got in coach that got COVID were at that event and can't you be know, a coincidence. Honestly, though, I mean, that's better than – so-and-so going to a strip club and bringing COVID back. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's not a, yeah. it's not a bad look, but I mean, you can't, you're helping charity. Like I when mean, you said bring in COVID back, I sang it like Justin Timberlake, bring in sexy back song. Yeah. Bring in COVID back. Well, it's not going anywhere. I don't think we have to bring it back. No. I think it's just been here the whole no. time. So no, it is lying yeah. dormant. So anyway, just be careful. And my, my biggest advice for all this COVID situation is just make sure you fill out your roster. We've been saying this all year before the year started. Basically, the, probably the first podcast, if you listen back on it, fill your roster out at all times. Churn them. Make sure you have backups. Make sure you have people that – make sure if you have a Thursday night guy you're not playing, it's the championship, drop that guy. You're not keeping him or anything. Go pick up someone else. I just. But there's also the argument to be made if you have a Thursday night guy going and you know he's playing – you it's might want true. to consider playing them. True. Yeah. If you're, you need to use that to kind of qualify. If you're thinking between two guys and one guy's for sure playing on Thursday, fucking throw them in there just to make sure you get the points. Or hell, yeah. even if they come back from COVID like Miles Gaskin, they could just yeah. not be used the entire game. So right, and that's something that we really don't really the think about is how these players are affected after they come back. I mean, when you're sick and then you get. You try to go do something, it's never good. So well, what I hate of... about the Dolphins and Brian Flores is like Miles Gaskin was fine on Sunday, as we saw. He when he did play, he actually had a couple of good runs. But Brian Flores is very like one note. Here's the plan. We're not going to deviate from the plan. So he clearly planned on having Duke Johnson the entire week and was never going to deviate from that, no matter who came back from COVID. Right. All right. And number just... one, I am excited about that. Duke Johnson has a chance to have a career again after that game. So but, I, I know, know. you're. I know you're on how they play him because he could easily just not be in there this week at all. If Brian he said Flores he's going to keep it that. as a competition, but you know how coaches say things. I don't trust Brian Flores at all. I really don't. All right, on to the last news story. Sam Darnold is coming back from injury finally. However, he's not regaining the starting job. He is going Nor to come should. in at some point in the game to come in for Cam Newton. Um, Every quarterback on that team is god-awful, and I feel bad that Carolina fans have to watch that. Those jerseys are beautiful, but your quarterbacks, all three suck. They are some pretty jerseys, but, like, do you think that they're saying this because they're like, Sam Darnold will play eventually because we're going to start Cam, and eventually he's going to do bad. So, naturally, we'll throw Sam Darnold in. Well, we'll have to wait long. I mean... Well, they were doing that stupid rotation with Cam and P.J. Walker. And so, I, I guess... Don't... I don't get the P- I I want it. Don't get me wrong. I'm a proponent for these CFL players having a chance or CFL, uh, whatever XFL, but man, he has not looked good. Like he deserves a backup or practice squad role at this point and not starting or playing cam. Hasn't been great, but PJ Walker has been worse somehow. I haven't seen one good play. I didn't get to watch this game, but I haven't seen one good play he's done. So 
I think every GM needs a talking to about like, hey, where were we with Tyler Huntley? Or hey, where were we with Gardner Minshew? Like, I think we just need to start talking about like, hey, where what what was our or scouting Gilbert report Gray. on them? Because our quarterbacks are horrible and those guys look like stars and they're gonna end up like Carolina guarantees gonna end up trading for Tyler Huntley or something after the season, and then he's gonna end up playing terrible down in Carolina and they just are not good with being quarterbacks down there. Yeah, I mean, I agree. There's there's a lot of teams with multiple quarterbacks, and these teams that don't have one good quarterback, it's kind of like, how'd you how'd you do that? Yeah, I mean, it's not like Sam Darnold was playing well before he got injured. So, fuck Sam Sim- Darnold. Similar to the Browns, Browns don't have one good quarterback. So, you saw Mullins. All right. Speaking of that, <laughs> let's get on to the one minute recaps, and I'll start. Believe me, because I want to. So, Saturday night, we were we we're getting prepared for a game. That got moved to Monday. And by Monday, we thought, hey, we're going to get everybody back or at least get a couple of people back, somebody that we can actually put out a good team. We gained one player. We gained three back, but we also lost two before Monday to COVID. So we only gained one back net total. Cleveland was awful. Everybody that watched the game can understand that. Um, Nick Chubb couldn't get really anything going because you knew Nick Mullins wasn't a big pass threat. Uh DPJ tried his best to be the number one wide receiver on that team, but if he's your number one, you don't really have one. Uh, and Joku didn't really get anything going. Harrison Bryant snat or vultured his touchdown, and the defense only had to make one fucking stop at the end of the game, and they couldn't do it. And Daniel Carlson snags the game winner twice because they tried to ice him, and that didn't work. So Cleveland, stick a fork in you. I appreciate that work, Carlson. Josh, you want to go next because your team won? Yeah, I'm down. Didn't right. oh no, here's the all right. <laughs> we need uh, a positive note here. All right, let's let's go negative, positive, negative. It's a negative sandwich. Um, so first of all, I just want to thank the Washington football team for getting COVID because uh I know that's insensitive, but I appreciate being able to see the 50-something straight game, Eagles game that I was sure to miss because I would have been on an airplane. But I won't lie, this game did make me slightly nervous, uh, mainly because of Cooper Cup going off on the other screen. And, you know, I had got it versus Cup basically in the champion or the playoff game. So, but anyway, also those two early turnovers, we basically gave Washington the game, at least in the first half. So, no complaints other than those. Um, offense looked stellar, defense was good, and our stars are playing like stars. So, my favorite thing about this game was the two running backs in the backfield. Uh, we've, like finally some team did it and it was the team that I like to watch. So, and it worked, which was cool. We've talked about this many times, or at least me and Joe talk about this all the time, why they didn't put Cohen and Montgomery in the backfield or really name two running backs on the team. Um, so excited Chubb to see Hunt. this. God Chubb damn. and Hunt. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why teams don't do this, especially because you don't have four players better than Hunt. So why not put them both in there? Play them around, play around with them. This is the first time I've seen this since like Madden in 2012. Um, since there's even plays on Madden for this. So uh, another cool thing was Slay was in motion on an offensive play, and that really excites me. Uh, looking forward to seeing Slay uh, do an offensive touch. They kind of Sirianni kind of joked around with giving him the ball, and he might get a chance to do that. And that might help me with one of my other fireball bets that I'm probably sure. Yeah, does that so. does that count on our fireball bet? I didn't say defensive touchdown. I said we'll hey, score another touchdown. Know. All right, fair enough. Oh, was it with you? I thought it was with Billy. That was with me. All right. Well, anyway, keep it rolling. Don't lose to the Giants again. Yeah, so Eagles did good. Um, The Bears did not do good. Um, I started calling them shit Chicago. 
And uh, that's that's really what they are. This was another example of why Nagy and Pace need to be fired. Thomas Graham Jr. was on the practice squad all year. He gets elevated because the whole defense gets COVID. And he just balls out. Just absolutely looks like a stud. And he's just been sitting on our practice squad. I understand he's a rookie. He has to earn his snaps. But he earned them. If they go away from him this next week, I'm done. I'm absolutely done. Robert Quinn put another case up where he did get elected to the Pro Bowl, so that's awesome. He's, uh, I think, a sack off the NFL lead right now. Uh, he looks awesome. Akeem Hicks came back and looked good. Roquan looked good. The offense. Why do we keep doing this? We keep running out first down. We need to throw on first down. Everyone knows we're going to do it. And then it, it just leads us to bad things. So I am I like seeing what Fields did at the end of that game. He finally got the leash taken off a little bit, and he was throwing absolute lasers to people. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Chicago Bears, baby. Yeah. Sad times. That was Chicago. such a good chance. I can't say it was a good game, but it was such a good chance for the Bears to prove that they're a team. And Minnesota played like absolute dog shit. Like the entire I mean, how does game. a quarterback throw for 84 yards and still beat you? I, I don't understand. And I mean, Cook didn't do anything either. It wasn't no. like he ran all over you. And like, it'd be different if he had like 300 yards and Cousins had 80 because, you know, that would make sense like for him having 80 yards. But your defense kept you in that game over and over again. And then Fields constantly gave the ball away. Everybody gave the ball away on offense, and the play calling didn't really help anything. Cole Komet can't fucking catch a ball. Hey, Pat Ugh. O'Donnell did have a 72-yard punt, which is pretty awesome. So. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you, O'Donnell. Yeah. I think that's second longest in the league right now. Yeah. I know. I have him in the D League as my punter. So, yeah, man. Sad, sad time league. for the Bears, dog. <laughs> Big punter talk. Dude, I got I got a get no no not Gillen. I don't even know who my punter is. It's the Saints guy. He's good though. That's sad. Sad that you don't know your teams. All right, <laughs> let's get <laughs> let's, let's get on to right, wrong, and really for this week. I'll start with my right, and then it's from the preseason. I'm to take my victory lap on the Sun God. He's finally here. I dropped him from every team that I drafted him in because I, you know, he was taking too long in season long. But if you kept him and you actually were paying attention to what I said in the off or off season, and just kept him stashed on the bench, he's finally paying off because Jerry Love, Lo- Jerry Goff loves the guy, and he's taken over DeAndre Swift's role with perfect, um, seamless fashion. Thirty-three percent target share. Mm-hmm. Oh, we I mean, love that. We love that. I mean, to be fair, there's no one else to really throw to other than this new guy who I don't even know who it is. I'm not going to lie. I really haven't paid attention to this. Running Craig back Reynolds? Guy. Craig Reynolds, yes. The goat? The, a goat. Uh, he's basically Mickey Blanco. Or what did you call him? Back. I feel like Joe called him Craig Reynolds the something last week. No, I did call him something. I can't remember. Yeah, it's whatever. I wasn't here, so. Um, yeah. We'll so see what happens if Goff does not play this week. Cause, yeah. yeah. Well, and Swift is supposed to come back, so that's the yeah. that share should go out the window. Well, this is what you called for him to be, was the slot mm-hmm. guy, and that's the fact that he's being used as the slot guy is nice. So Yeah. Well, I think it's – He looks he looks good. I mean – I think they're one wide receiver away from being a decent offense and quarterback, preferably. They're a main wide receiver away. They just need somebody – You know, they well, need a, a Kenny Galladay, for example, somebody like oh, that. Oh, they – they could have signed him. Yeah, he, you know, he could have gone to that team, or maybe was I feel like he was already on it. Maybe I don't oh, know. Oh, right, right, right. He was on the other blue team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that would have been a good play. Um, 
So speaking of not being here for a week, I didn't have much to go off from last week, and I didn't really want to dig too deep because I'm going to do some victory laps after the season. Uh, but my my right here is going to be Van Jefferson. Uh, I told you to play him in week 14, and I hope you guys listened. Hopefully you made the playoffs because of it. But, man, I would have told you to do the same thing in week 15, and uh, that was that was that would have been a bad play. Uh, I didn't even look this up. I, I put it in asterisk. I was like, apparently they decided to use number 18 or other Cooper Cup, as I've been calling him. Um, terrified me every time I saw that because going against Cooper Cup and almost losing was watching that guy catch a ball. I was like, God damn it, damn it, damn it. So I don't know. I I feel like they're going to have to modify their lineup after realizing that Cooper Cup was like the only valid option on offense other than Sonny Michelle on occasions. Um, but in the fancy playoffs, you probably aren't here if you have him as an option. So I'm a big fan of Jefferson in the future, basically, though. Uh, definitely would try to acquire shares of him in the offseason in Dynasty or next year in redraft. And honestly, should be relatively late rounds. So uh, just keep an eye on Van Jefferson. Uh, that, that's my slight right watch there. The slight right. I love it. My right for this week is Gabriel Davis. Um, my man went on to play 90% of the snaps with Emmanuel Sanders out. Had two touchdowns. Josh Allen absolutely loves this dude in the red zone. So get some Gabe Davis. If you're in Dynasty like I am, I try to have him everywhere. He's on my taxi squad still in a lot of places. So I love it. I love it. I I wasn't here last week, so I can't confirm that you said that. Can confirm. Cannot confirm. Bill, I think you're muted. We were both on that one last week. Um, And he was our big DFS winner um, from the weekend. So if you played him in DFS, that was a cheap, great option. Cheap, great option. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll get on to my wrong. Pretty easy. Miles Gaskin. um, I thought him coming back from COVID, he was going to be fine to use against Jets, who have the worst run defense in the league. And they just simply used Duke Johnson. And this is just something that, you know, I need to remember about Brian Flores is that once he has a game plan, he's never going to go away from it. And if it works, it works. I mean, he's won seven straight games, so I can't – or five, six straight games. Can't knock the results. It's getting them done. But Miami is not a great football team, and they have gotten – they've lucked out with the teams they've played in the last six weeks. Oh, yeah, dude. Miami on their little hot streak right now just pissing me off, burning my fucking draft pick away. But yeah, um, my wrong, it's not really a wrong, and it's not really a slight to him at all, but my wrong is Devontae Smith. He's been good, not great. The catch he made on Tuesday was phenomenal along the sidelines. Like the refs didn't even know it was a catch, a uh, little tiptoe. Um, I do have a feeling he will have a big game coming out in the next couple of weeks. I just don't know when it is. Uh, with Goddard being the back-to-back leading receiver these last two weeks, I mean, the Eagles are going to probably run on the majority of plays. I mean, you really, it's really hard to say, hey, play Devontae Smith, especially in the championship. But I think Hertz is also doing a great job of mixing it up, too, to anyone and everyone. Like, Greg Ward is still a thing. Um, I'm just sad to say he didn't pan out as great as I thought he would in his rookie year. But I think the future is bright. Uh, and honestly, just not that every week starter in fantasy like I thought he was going to be. I personally think he deserves at least eight targets a game just because, really, like, you're really going to throw to Greg Ward and – other wide receivers on our team. Um, but I like the run first mentality for the Eagles, but I think getting Devontae Smith the ball a little bit more often, if he drops it, he drops it. But, you know, throw him throw him six passes, eight passes, give him a chance. I think future's looking really good. If anything, might be able to get him uh, in Dynasty 
for a little cheaper than what people bought him for. Devonta Smith had a good catch, but Saquon's catch was way the fuck better. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't see it. Oh, dude, look, Google it. It's fucking well, I'm about to look it up. Uh, my wrong is Jalen Hurts. I actively told people to be very worried about starting Jalen Hurts last week. I was worried about the ankle injury. No one comes off a high ankle sprain after one week and, and does good, in my opinion. So I thought since he was playing, you know, he was probably going to play in the pocket and be forced to throw. But, of course, he runs two in and then throws for another one. So that was a stupid call on my part. But the logic was there, so I stand by it. So I'm not going to lie. That was the coolest two-yard catch I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Very impressive. All right. My really is pretty simple. Fuck weeks 15 of this football season. It was one of the worst. I, we're not even going to talk fantasy at this point. Just the games. There was probably about four good games total. The rest of them were just horrible. Just absolutely horrible. And do better, NFL. I know COVID was out there, and I know it was affecting people, but that was not the reason some of these games were terrible. It was is just, COVID the new 12th man? Uh, clearly. Clearly. Because <laughs> some of the – I mean, the COVID-affected games that were on Monday and Tuesday, like some of those games – not the Browns, but every all the other games were okay compared to some of the shit on that Sunday slate. Sunday God, was horrible. Damn, that Sunday night football game was horrible. Just oh, horrible. So bad. I, I'm actually I did the exact same thing. So I'm piggybacking off Billy here because we Good. did not run our stuff by each other. So, like, what the fuck happened? Uh, I got on an airplane an hour before the twelve o'clock kickoffs and landed an hour before the end of the three o'clock games. Uh, and just wow, I I pulled up the score to either know my fate or know that I won, and I I looked at these games and I just went what and I I think the first thing that loaded in was Billy was like just be glad you're not watching these games and I was like I gotta go <laughs> I gotta look through what happened so the Cardinals and I'm just gonna do my recap of what I found out just looking after the Cardinals basically got skunked by the Lions the Jets and Dolphins game was competitive and Miami somehow revived Duke Johnson's career. Uh, yep. And then the Texans played like a good game. Jags, um, Jags suck. I mean, they're bad. I mean, I mean, but still, though, the fact that the Texans offense put up the amount of points that they did. I mean, that's true. And then they and lost then, Brandon Cooks this week to COVID. So, yeah, I so not see that again. Never happen again. Yeah. Anyway, and then the Bengals Broncos game was a defensive battle, which was with sh- Teddy Bridgewater nearly dying on the field. And too. that too. I did watch that. I that was that was sad. I wish I wouldn't have now. Um, but it was the perfect week to not be able to see any of the games. It really was. Um, it really was. You're lucky. And, and once again, getting back to it, the COVID cases let let me see the Eagles game in full on Tuesday was the one bright sliver of hope that I got. So COVID could technically be your MVP of the weekend for you, Josh. Weirdly, it is. How about that? No, All it's right. Jonathan. It's always Jonathan Taylor. No, that's true. Just squeaking out COVID. Dude, that 67-yard touchdown that I fell asleep for, because it was 1 a.m. over there for the game start, so I'd watch it from like 1 to 3, and I couldn't make it the whole way. And I went to bed right before the 67-yard touchdown and woke up to Gerald's text. My boy J.C. Jackson could just not catch him. Close. It was a great highlight. I watched it like 12 times. Shouldn't come down to J.C. Jackson having to tackle at all. No, he. It was what a happened? complete broken coverage on basically a trash time play. I mean, it wasn't no. quite trash time, but it Jordan texted me and he's like, "Well, your boy J.C. Jackson just got torched." I was like, "Well, if it's coming down to the cornerback tackling the running back, I mean, that's a mismatch every day of the week." 
So fun fact, I'll, I'll let you get here, Joe, in a second. But uh, since we're talking about the Eagles, um, the Eagles actually were are we? The, Who no, are we talking? about? I don't think we were. We were. We were. We were. Anyway, no, no, really no, 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 real quick, real quick. Is, uh... The Eagles are actually the leading rushers right now, right above Jonathan Taylor because it's him. You know, that has all the running yards. But I just found I was looking at some stats today, and I saw that and I was kind of stats. Are you looking at some stats, or are you just praying? I was Eagles stats. No, I was actually was looking at – I was originally stats. looking at the Eagles' defense because the, somebody had said during the game that we were the 10th best defense, and I didn't believe it. But, I mean, it kind of makes sense if you look at turnovers and touchdowns. Okay, Joe, please get us out of this. No, just to not talk about the Eagles. Um, my really for this week is week 15. I'm just fucking with you. My really for this week is Roquan Smith not being elected to the Pro Bowl. My man, the bright spot on the Bears, is third in the NFL in tackles at 140, fifth in tackles for loss with nine of them, fifth in sacks for linebackers with three. He has a 4.1% missed tackle rate, and he's only allowing a pass rating of 76.9 when throwing at him. How do you not get this guy in the Pro Bowl? It's three years in a row now he has just had Pro Bowl numbers, and he never he gets snubbed every year. I don't Who made know. it in over him? I don't even know. Is it Parsons and Wagner? Probably. Well, but Parsons should get D-line credit, I feel like. I mean, he he played quarterback credit from this fucking weekend. Uh, apparently. Right, we're not going to get into that. That was a disaster. But, yeah, that's, that's, that is – I actually didn't see the Pro Bowl selections. So I was not paying attention to that at all. Your but boy Darius Slay made it. Yeah, he deserves it. He's that played phenomenally. That's about it for the Eagles. That's fine. Sadly, and Miles Sanders should have if we used him in the beginning. Of the <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. The way he's playing now, I mean, well, somehow it. Alvin Kamara made it, so the you know it wasn't exactly the best criteria to get well, in there as a running so back. I was thinking actually the same thing about Kamara, and honestly, if you look at the stats and stuff, it actually he has actually looked pretty decent. I mean, in the early parts of the year, it's been pretty bad lately. You know, let's do let's do a little makeshift segment about the Pro Bowl selections. I'll read you know, the skill positions out and then you all can agree or disagree with them, or maybe even suggest somebody that did better. Um, quarterbacks for the NFC, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers. Seems fair. I, yeah. I mean, three best pretty much uh, wide receivers, Devonte Adams and Cooper cup were the starters. And then Justin Jefferson and Debo were the backups. Let's see again, that one. seems pretty reasonable uh, running backs. Alvin Cook's the starter. James Conner and Alvin Kamara were the backups. Makes me so angry that James Conner's there. I get why he is, but he's touchdown machine. It's it's not even a machine. He's walked into the end. Of the <laughs> Don't even get it's me started. Even, it's not even a machine. I don't know. Maybe Debo should have gotten running back credit. Look here at running back credit. <laughs> Definitely did better than Alvin Kamara. Did I forget Alvin Kamara having a great season? I'm trying to I don't have of... him all. I don't have him. I only no, have him on so, one team, and that team wasn't very good. So he had like five or six 20 to 30 point games in the start of the season, and that's the reason he's there. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. And the tight ends are George Kittle and Kyle Pitts. I think you can Personally. make an argument for like Dalton Schultz potentially. I think Gronk, Dalton Schultz, Gronk, Goddard, Gronk, Gronk I know as of late. Matt missed too many games. A little late for Goddard, I guess, in reality, but. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I feel like I feel like Pitts ha- like you know how I feel about this. He had the two good games, and that pads the stats a lot because he's been better in the late as of late. But I just 
it's hard to say that he should be there. Dalton Schultz missed like four games and he has about the same stats. So, yeah. Okay. On to the AFC quarterbacks, Justin Herbert starter, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes are one and two. And I don't think Lamar Jackson belongs in there, but I, again, don't know who else I would put in there, but Joe Burrow. No, no, no but probably not like an honorable mention, at least for Joe Burrow. Cause he did have some good games. Probably so. Um, wide receivers, Jamar Chase and Tyree Kill are the starters. Stefan Diggs and Keenan Allen are the backups. I think Jamar Chase may have really killed it at the beginning of the year and kind of fell off here at the end. I think it's a yeah. rookie game. I mean, same with same with Pitts. It's like they both had good spots to their career, so it's, and they're going to be good in the future. So it's I think that's the logic here, but. I saw somebody on TikTok compare Jamar Chase to eating an entire large pizza by yourself. At first, it's like really awesome, and then at the end, it just really sucks and hurts your stomach. <laughs> Wait, did obviously I, I disagree? Like I might have just That's missed awesome. this, and that is great. But Cooper Cup made it to the promo. Yeah, yeah he's the okay. starter. Okay, him sorry. and Devonte are the starters. Oh, right, okay. Um, running backs at AFC. Jonathan Taylor is obviously the starter. I don't think there's any question there. And then Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb. Man. I don't know about Chubb. I, I mean, he did miss some games, so it's hard to say. Yeah. What did I say? Eckler may have gotten a... I don't Eckler know. did get kind of the shit under the stick there. He's the number two fantasy running back right now. I mean, unless you count his receptions, and that's why he's not there. That's a good question. And then tight ends, Mark Andrews is a starter, and Travis Kelsey is the backup. Yeah. Can't, been really? I can't disagree with that. Wait, you could disagree with the fact that Kelsey's not the starter? I can disagree with that. Oh, okay. Kelsey had this really good week this last week where you're like, oh, shit, Travis Kelsey, he's still alive. And then Mark Andrews has been killing it. Okay, Mark Andrews had three good weeks. Kelsey has been consistent all year. LOL, I have him on my team, bro. I have him on my team in a team I'm 1-12. and Believe me, he has not been killing it all year. Kelsey has been garbage all year. He's had several weeks where... Is he not the best tight end in the league right now? There's no way that's true. Fancy wise? There's no way. I'm pretty sure he is. Maybe he had a couple of good games at the beginning of the year that skewed the stats. No, he's had no he, he's had good games. I don't know why everything signed out for me. This is bullshit, but um you leave for a week and suddenly your computer's against you. Dude, I know. I'm trying to pull this up because I'm pretty sure Kelsey's the number one fancy tight end right now. It's possible. And not even oh, just after the league. He's sucks, number two. Though. Who's number one? Well, of course, you'd ask that. And I, I'm just looking at him Kittle? by himself. Is it Kittle? No, he was out. Kittle was oh, out. It's Mark Andrews. Uh, never mind. You know what? Yeah. Fuck me, man. So yeah, he Kittle or not Kittle? Kelsey started out three good weeks, and then you know he's what? Been, he's been Mark okay. Andrews can have number one because he is above Kelsey. But no, I think okay. that, that just shows you how bad tight end is this year. Kelsey There's has four had four good tight ends in the league, but Kelsey has had four bad games. Out of I don't know. They were glaringly 17s, bad games. 13s, 19s, 26s, 25s. I mean, I, I, you're fine with where you grab Kelsey. Obviously, Mark Andrews has been a shining star, and I think maybe we need to start talking about him in the top three a little bit more often. But He'll be above Kelsey for me next year. And honestly, it's just been those last two games and then that 43 week five. Fuck you, Alan. Yeah, that 43 was a killer. Okay, Joe? You want to get us on to your uh, DFS? Oh, oh we going to skip the watch, dude? All right, let's do your watch. Even though you said earlier on the podcast already that you're not doing a watch this week, but we'll continue on with it. My watch is 
to watch football on Christmas and enjoy your holidays. Even if Aww. you're out, even if you're out, you're out of it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even right. if you're out of the playoffs, there's two football games on Christmas Day, and we got some stuff on Thursday. Nothing on Christmas Eve, so get drunk that day and don't worry about it. Even as long as I never have to see Alvin Kamara's Christmas shoes <clears throat> ever again in my life. I think you're safe from not seeing that. Might be I do. Nick Chubb's I do. Christmas shoes. I feel like against shoes. the Packers. I, I still have dreams about those shoes, man. <laughs> Wake up I turn a corner what? in a dark alley, and there's two different colored shoes, a red one and a green one, just coming right at me. <laughs> I don't like it. Fair enough. All right. After All right, that Joe. touching watch. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, in daily, uh, it's a pretty good week. There's some values out there to be had. Um, my star this week is Clyde Edwards Hilaire or Clyde Frog, as I like to call him. Um, Pittsburgh is allowing over a thousand yards on carries of 10 plus yards. CEH scored twice last week, and now Kelsey and Hill may miss this game. I really like him at his price point. I think it's 5,700. I didn't jot that down, but it, it's right there. Um, at quarterback this week, uh, Justin Herbert, 7,200 versus the Texans. He is going to slaughter them. He is my start for quarterback. Taysom is $6,000 versus Miami. He's probably going to run one in. And Jalen Hurts is 6,400 versus the lowly Giants. So I like that those plays at quarterback. Following up the CEH at running back, I like Daryl Williams uh, as more of a pivot at 4,600 versus Pittsburgh. I think he gets a lot of receiving work as well as some rushes up the middle there. And then uh, following up running back, we got Monty at 5,700 versus Seattle, who is dog shit against the run. And J-Rob versus the Jets. He's back, baby, at 5,900. The Jets cannot stop anything. At wide receiver, Amon Ra St. Brown, the sun god, is 5,600. I'm probably going to have to take him off of this list because I do not think Jared Goff is going to play, but he is seeing 33% of the targets there. So at that price point, if Jared Goff doesn't play, I'm not sure. But if he does play, I like him there. Gabriel Davis is 4,700 versus New England. I think uh, J.C. Jackson is going to be all over Diggs, leaving Gabe Davis wide open in the middle of the field there. Antonio Brown at 4,900 versus the Panthers. He's back in just in the nick of time. They lost Fournette, they lost Godwin, and we don't know if Evans is playing yet. So he is going to be the star of the show. If he doesn't play, Tyler Johnson got a lot of snaps last week in Godwin's absence. Uh, KJ Osborne's 4,800 versus the Rams. He is the wide receiver too. He should get a lot of targets, which should be a high-scoring game. Good value on that one. At tight end, Dallas Goddard, start of the week, 5,100 versus the Giants. Again, the Giants suck, and Goddard seems to be the wide receiver one on that team. I'm going back to the well with Cole Komet on this one uh, versus Seattle. Justin Fields loves him. He throws a really nice ball. Komet just needs to fucking catch it, and I think he can make up the uh, the value there. I think he gets in the end zone this week. And then Hunter Henry is my other tight end that I like. He's 4,700. Again, I think there's going to be a lot of attention on Diggs and trying to contain – uh, sorry, I messed that one up, got ahead of myself. Buffalo, the way you beat them is in the middle of the field – and Hunter Henry is the middle of your field guy. The wide receivers are not going to be that guy for him. So I like Hunter Henry a lot in this one. So my lineup for this week is Jalen Hurts, Clyde Edwards-Slayer, Sony Michelle, who is your RB1 in LA, Antonio Brown, Cooper Cup, St. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Peoples-Jones, and Seattle's defense. DPJ, baby. DPJ. Is Landry going to be back? 
We'll see. Who knows? Yeah, he was out for true. COVID. So well, that's true. Nobody's been really back? nobody's been activated yet. A little worrisome going into Thursday that nobody's practiced in a week. But you know, we're not taking it one day at a time, you know. Yeah, so we kind of mentioned we kind of mentioned that in our COVID talks earlier. Like that's another thing that like for Gaskin and some of these other guys coming back from COVID, like they didn't practice all week. They don't know the game plan. You know what I mean? Other than the normal plays and whatnot. So, right. I mean, you got to come back a little rusty. I mean, I've had COVID. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to go run a bunch afterwards. I mean, it's not, I would say quarterback is the only one where you could slot them back in. Not necessarily going to be all right, but at least they know what they're doing. Yeah. Unless it's a mobile quarterback. Cause they're probably not running very fast. Yeah, for sure. All right. Nice Joe. Let's win us some Christmas money. Yeah. A little, uh, after Christmas bonus to ourselves. All right. Well, that's all we got for this part one of the podcast. Joe, get us out of here. Part one has concluded. Please flip over the cassette for part two.